Hello and welcome to the No Huddle, where we go up-tempo to review last week's games and preview the games for this week. Ethan, how you doing? Doing good. How are you doing? Great. Ready to talk some NFL football here. Um, some things have happened. Yeah, a lot over of, the lot last of week. news over the last week, especially more on the signing and trading uh, end of things. Uh, a highlighted one is Antonio Brown to the Buccaneers. We thought he might be going to Seattle. Seattle was a front runner for him. And out of nowhere, the Buccaneers are like, oh, we're going to sign him. And they signed him. Uh, he will be eligible to play next week. Apparently, Tom Brady has been uh, talking with him for a while now, and uh, yeah, that's interesting. There's that. Does that become one of the best receiver core, cores in the league? I mean, it was already it's, up there. It's got to be. It's I mean, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, and now Antonio Brown. We don't know how Antonio Brown is going to play necessarily. Correct. Um, but if we get any sorts of what Antonio Brown was like in Pittsburgh, safe to say, best receiver core, I think, in the NFL. Could be, could be really interesting. Yep. On already a good Bucks offense. Yes. I think their offense now is going to be one to reckon with. I mean, they went and got Leonard Fournette a few weeks ago, and now they go out and get Antonio Brown. They're trying to make moves. They're trying to make this season their season, I think. And I think that's, you know, kudos to Bucks ownership for trying to make as many moves as possible to bring a Super Bowl there. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what front offices do, right? They go out and try to win a Super Bowl. But when you make bold moves like this and it blows up in your face – that's when you get criticized. But you got to take risks to, to win in this league sometimes, and, and they're going for it to their credit. Yeah. I don't know if you heard about the trade they made with for the uh, Jets player. I can't remember his name. Uh, interesting enough, they told him before the game that he was going to get traded to Tampa Bay, made him play against Miami, then said, there's a car waiting for you when you're done. You're showering and you're getting out of here. Wow. So that's a little bit. That was, And then he played last week for him. So... I can't remember the guy's name, but that was an interesting... Okay, wow. The Buccaneers are making moves. They're making moves, for sure. And so are the Ravens getting another wide receiver. Uh, Another one that was a free agent that's been out of the league here for a little bit. Des Bryant coming back. Do you think he might stay on the practice squad for a little bit? Do you think he might sneak up there, be wide receiver two, wide receiver three, or what do you think is going to happen I think it might be a week or two to you know make sure he's in football shape, to kind of learn a little bit of the offense before you'd see him... I think, though, in a couple weeks, I think you, you don't make that signing without thinking that he's going to contribute at some point, right? And I do think that when we talked about this before, that Des Bryant is a great complement to Hollywood Brown. Mm-hmm. And so this makes a lot of sense for the Ravens to take a flyer on someone that's been out of the league for two years and coming off an Achilles injury. So we'll see what Des Bryant has left in the tank, but you know if he can run a 10-yard out and catch a football, that's going to be huge for the Ravens. Totally. Carlos Dunlop, who is tweeting out his um, house that is, is for sale, yes. uh, got traded to Seattle. Seattle's making moves too. They are. Um, yet their defense is still awful. Yeah, well, Carlos Dunlap leaves the Bengals as their all-time sack leader. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is older. I think he's 31. Uh, maybe, yeah, or maybe I'm thinking of Everson Griffin, who's 31. Either way, Dunlap's a little older as well. Um, so that'll be interesting to see if he can make any impact on Seattle. I think it, like, initially it upgrades Seattle just mm-hmm. because Seattle's been terrible defensively. We'll see if 
um, you know, if it's enough to affect some football games positively for Seattle in the sense that their defense needs to make stops. Their offense has been carrying that team so far. Well, yeah, I mean, we can just look at their results. They've given up almost, I think, over 30 points to every team in the league. Besides Miami, who they gave up, what, 23 to? Which was close to 30. Yes. So, and Miami hung around with them. Their team's hanging around with them, and their defense is going to have to start stepping up if they want to win that West Division, which is the best division in football. Yeah, increasingly tougher as we go on. The Lions made a move for a vet from the Cowboys, Everson Griffin. Comes back to the NFC North, right? Formerly of the Vikings for a long time. Whose first game is when he he clears COVID protocols and everything is going Going to to be be against against the the Vikings. Vikings. Love to see it. I love that move for Detroit. I absolutely love it. The Cowboys are, I think, throwing the towel. Um, Uh, Yeah. They're they're get I mean they just cut two other people saying hey if we can't trade you you're gone, and they got rid of Griffin and they got rid of his cap space and he's going to the Lions and I like that move. That's a good veteran to add mm-hmm. to a team that's trying to make the playoffs for the first time in a while. And Matt Patricia needs that. I mean he's kind of had a rough go for the last few years being in Detroit and so yeah this is a good move. I mean bringing a veteran pass rusher. Um, I'm guessing the Lions will utilize him better than the Cowboys were. Yep. Moving right into the review of the Week 7 games, the noon game, the Steelers and the Titans. Steelers jumped out to an early 27-7 lead in that one. Uh, Titans made it interesting in the end, and the Titans' MO is they go down, or they keep it close, and then they their offense in the second half just clicks. And they did it again in this game, but it wasn't enough. Goskowski missed a field goal to tie the game to go to overtime and that was a great game I, I loved watching that game it looked like it was over after the first half mm-hmm. right and we kind of talked back and forth a little bit on that one since you had taken the titans in that one um and i said hey it looks like my steelers pick is gonna hold up here now they made it interesting yep. titans almost did uh pull off a miracle there but man you you can't get down that big in the NFL and expect to come back and win football games on a regular basis. Titans made it close, but the Steelers prevailed in the end. I was victorious. I was not victorious, but st- <laughs> still. A, great game. A, a great game, no great matter game. if you were picking, betting, or anything on it. And a great possible game to watch. preview of a playoff match- matchup right uh, there. Yes, I think it will, probably will be a playoff matchup. Uh, Cowboys 3, Washington 25. Uh... What in the world is going on with Dallas losing to an unnamed football team? <laughs> this was uh, this was an embarrassment if you're a Dallas fan. Honestly, if you're a Dallas fan, this was an embarrassment. Um, you score three points in the game, and granted, Andy Dalton goes out with a concussion on a wicked hit. That, that was just ridiculous. Um, and by the way, Dallas does nothing. They just watch their quarterback just get laid out, and they don't mm-hmm. defend him at all. Um, so yeah, that was, that was interesting. Um, it basically summed up exactly what happened in that football day, a football game. The, the Washington football team, uh, was more physical, set the tone. Kyle Allen at quarterback did enough to manage the game and Washington kind of routed Dallas in this game. And Dallas has won, uh, what two games this year or one game? Two, two games. They're two. I don't five. know if they win another game. I, 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 I don't know. Would not if be they surprised win if they win another, another game. game. Even with the Giants on their schedule again, like I don't know if Dallas wins another game. 
Dak is out for the year. Dalton hasn't even looked good as a veteran there. Obviously, they have a seventh-round pick behind him, and so that's not going to go well if Dalton's out again another week mm-hmm. with this concussion. Ben DiNucci. Um, ben DiNucci. Ben DiNucci. Um, so it is not a good start for Mike McCarthy in Dallas. The Bills and the Jets. Another one of these interesting games. <laughs> the Broncos did it last week and the Bills this week. No touchdowns scored. All field goals. All their points came off of field goals. Obviously, if they're playing any other team in the NFL, I don't think that's, that's going loss. to happen. Yeah. Um, the Jets were actually up 10 nothing. They were, and I was actually going, oh, my word. Is this going to actually yes. hold up? Is this the, are the Jets going to actually get a win here? And they didn't. Yep. The Jets changed offensive play callers. They changed it from Adam Gase to their offensive coordinator. I think that showed a little bit, and then the Bills kind of found their rhythm. Rhythm. Yeah. Um, Enough. But interesting on the Bills front. The Bills have been struggling. They started 4-0, and I mean, they're 5-2, and but... I was going to ask they, you, they're what, struggling. Are, what are your thoughts on Allen right now, a quarterback? He's had a couple of tougher weeks. He hasn't looked the same. I mean, he came out like... He's coming back down to earth. He's coming back down yep. to earth. Yeah, you think this is the more Kyle... Yes. Or the more... Um, the Josh Allen we were used Josh to last Allen year. That we, yeah, that uh, we, we saw. He had, I mean, in some insane weeks. And just, I think he's coming finally back down to earth now. Um, Bills will still be a playoff team. They'll probably win the East. Um a little bit of a hot take here. I wouldn't be surprised if Miami maybe scoots up there and and to his first start here, we'll possibly see, maybe wins the East. We'll I, see how that looks. Now that could be nowhere near anything here in a few weeks, but as of right now, I think Miami could sneak up there. The Panthers and the Saints. The Saints won that one, twenty-seven to twenty-four. We thought it would be a close game. We did. No Michael Thomas and no Emmanuel Sanders for the Saints, and they still, still found a way. Found a way. But, again, it was close, and the the Panthers, to their credit, have been in a lot of football games this year and really have, again, I said this a couple times now, have really um, shown to be, I think, a little ahead of the curve as far as their rebuild goes, and without Christian McCaffrey all this time, too. Who will be coming back, not tonight, uh, next week most likely. Sounds like it. He'll be activated off IR. He's been practicing all week, but he hasn't been activated off of IR yet. Correct. The Packers and the Texans, Packers 35, Texans 20. I thought the Texans would keep it close, keep it a game, and maybe sneak one out there. That's why I picked them last week. But the Packers proved me wrong. I'm happy they did. They went back to looking like them, their normal selves uh, after the whooping they got from Tampa Bay. And I have to be pleased and pleasantly surprised, especially in the first half with the Packers' defense. Mm-hmm. Um, down um, Kevin King. Uh, they lose Darnell, or they didn't have Darnell Savage. They lose a couple more defenders during the game, and they were shutting out Houston at half. It was twenty-one zero. Um, now Houston made a comeback, um, you know, in the second half, uh, got, recovered an onside kick. I mean, it was kind of what's up with the Packers? Kind of slop, kind of sloppy <laughs> yeah. uh, finishing of that game. But the the Packers win, and uh, it's a big bounce back win for the Packers there. Now, there were some insane games in the noon slot. Um, these next two games undoubtedly are maybe some of the best games of the week. Uh, the Browns 37, the Bengals 34. Baker Mayfield started 0 for 5 with an interception and finished 22 of 23 with I don't know how many yards and five touchdowns. What a bounce back for him. And the Bengals, they're hanging with teams. I mean, 
from being a team that was what was their record last year? Two and four, one and fifteen, something I think like one that. One and fifteen, yeah. And they're not looking like a one and five and one team. Mm-hmm. Um, they're just they got that hump right now that they got to get over to win that game. But I'm really impressed with Joe Burrow right now. He had a great game again. I think, uh, what are your thoughts on that I one? I think Zach Taylor, as coach of Cincinnati, has instilled a work ethic and a never-give-up kind of attitude, which is huge. Because um, they have – I mean, the sad part for Cincinnati is they've been ahead in a couple of ball games, big, and then just can't quite pull her off in the end. They're just um, not talented enough uh, defensively to win games yet. I think um, – Next year's draft and free agency, they're going to kind of try to go a little bit more defensive. Um, but, you know, they th- threw 34 up on Cleveland. Joey Burrow playing really well as a rookie. Uh, the future's bright and Cincy. They, they are going to hopefully kind of continue that rebuild there. Um, that's probably a little bit ahead of schedule, to be quite honest, with how they've been playing. But big, big win and bounce back for Baker Mayfield to – uh, without OBJ, who went out with an ACL tear in that game, year, yeah. he's done for the year. Be interesting to see how the Browns respond moving forward from there. And without Austin Hooper, who has appendicitis. Yeah, he's out another um, week. Yeah, yeah, I saw. Yeah. Uh, so that was an impressive win for Cleveland. I love the Bengals' offense. Joe Burrow, Joe Mixon. And they got three great wide receivers. They got A.J. Green, Tyler Boyd, and... Um, T. Higgins. T. Higgins, yes. Who actually has had some nice games yes. recently. Yeah. And A.J. Green finally kind of having, uh, you know. He's kind of coming back. He's kind of yeah. coming back to the A.J. Green that we were used to for a I, few years. There. I figured it would take him some time uh, coming off of not even playing at all last year. I think he played, what, one game? Maybe? Uh, yeah, if, maybe. That. If, yeah, I mean, maybe, um, maybe one full game. Yeah, so Bengals... A little bit early early schedule here for the rebuild. I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Do the Bengals get try to trade A.J. Green? If you were the GM, now I don't think they're going to, but if you were the GM, would you dangle A.J. Green that hasn't been healthy, that's getting a little bit older, that has a bigger contract? Do you dangle him out there and see if you can get something decent for him, and would you move on from A.J. Green? I'd put him on the market, see what you can get for him. If you don't get anything good, keep him. Yep. But if you get, like, help for defense. Yeah, like they or need, a decent draft pick. Or a decent draft pick, like a third or fourth round. Yeah, you know. I agree with you completely. Um, but other than that, if they don't get anything close to that, I say keep him. Yep. I would do that, too. The Lions and the Falcons. The, the Lions actually won that one 23-22 after Todd... Gurley unexpectedly scored a touchdown. Did you read about what he he was like mad at himself? Yeah. He tried not to score. He kind of his momentum took him yep. in. And I I got to be honest, as a fantasy owner, I was so happy. I was really happy. happy. I'm like, thank you, Gurley, yeah. six points, yeah. way to go, buddy. You know, yeah. like, but it was a long. It was like a 15 yard touchdown. Too. I know, yeah. and so it helped me. Um, unfortunately, it did not help his the football home. team in real life yeah. because uh, led to Detroit being able to come back go right down the field to, and to Matt Stafford's credit lead a great drive uh, score with no time left on the clock to Hawkinson and Detroit pulls off the dub and they deserved it I mean they had a game against Chicago earlier this year where Swift dropped a surefire touchdown that caused them to mm-hmm. lose a game they really should have won against Chicago so 
you know, kudos to Detroit for working hard and fighting and being in these games and not giving up on their season and, and you know, really actually kind of getting back into the mix a little bit in the NFC North. So They're 500 right Yeah, now. good for Detroit, good for Matt Patricia. I don't know if you saw the picture. That kind of sums up all of 2020. It's Todd Gurley laying yeah. across the yep. end zone line, and there are three Lions players, like, yep. saying touchdown. And you would never see that in another NFL never. game. Like, yeah, no, celebrating that he went into the end it's zone. It's funny, I know, so, especially since the Lions <laughs> win that game yeah. later than because of it. Right? Yep. Moving into the afternoon games, the Buccaneers 45, Raiders 20. I thought that one was going to be closer than what it was. The Buccaneers offense, oh, my gosh, back-to-back weeks of just – Blowing teams out. And I was able to, in one of my fantasy teams, pick, pick Gronk up off the waiver wire. And wow. I'm pretty happy about that. He's had two back-to-back nice weeks with some touchdowns and some yards and uh, some catches. So that's big for me. But, man, a Buccaneers offense that throws 45 on the Raiders and now just got Antonio Brown. Again, we don't know what that's mm-hmm. going to look like. But, again, <laughs> that's uh, that's formidable. That makes them one of the favorites maybe in the NFC possibly at this point. And the Raiders, we talked about this last week. They've been a very inconsistent up-and-down team. Sometimes they look better than others. Um, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I I didn't think the Raiders were quite a playoff team yet this year. Again, there's to me, is still a 7-9, and 8-8 eight eight type team. Uh, they still need some pieces to maybe take that next step. They're way too inconsistent. Way too inconsistent. You can't go from beating the Saints and then getting blown out by the Buccaneers who lost to the Saints. So it's just they they got some inconsistency issues they need to fix there. For sure. Another really good game that I didn't really expect to be a good one, the Jaguars and the Chargers. The Chargers won that one 39-29. Big boy Justin Herbert. Man, possible rookie like of the year. stud right now with the Chargers. Possible rookie of the year. At what point do you feel bad for Tyrod Taylor, though? I mean... The man's yeah. gone from team to team to team playing as yeah. backup. He gets his chance, gets hurt on a thing he can't even control and loses the starting spot. Um, you know, that's the NFL. Yep. Uh, I do feel bad for Tyrod Taylor. He's a veteran. He'll get a shot. Um, but, you know, gosh, I mean, you would never bench Herbert at this point, right? I mean, he's playing so good. The Chargers are winning football games and looking much better. They threw th- 39 points on the Jags, who, by the way, just today we found out that Gardner Minshew uh, has some yeah. ligament and, and fractures in his thumb, which might explain for the last two weeks, three weeks, why he's had some issues uh, throwing the football. So um, we'll see what happens there. I would guess he misses a game or two to, to heal that up. And, and uh, you know, the, the, the Jaguars are still probably thinking about a quarterback potentially in the, draft, in the upcoming yeah. draft. So um, there's that. The Niners steamroll the New England Patriots. Wow. I thought this was going to be a close game. I thought Belichick would scheme up some things to slow down the Niners. They ran all over the Patriots. Uh, Cam Newton looked terrible. He's mad at himself. Boy, that started off so good in New England and seemingly like with Cam looking decent. And now it's been a couple weeks of him after the COVID Mm -hmm. uh, hit him not looking super good. So New England's at a crossroads here. They might not be a playoff team. They might be rebuilding now all of a sudden. Uh Uh-oh, for the Patriots. Niners, on the other hand, are ascending. They're looking like they got back figured out. Mm -hmm. Deep. Excuse me, defense playing good. 
Uh, Garoppolo playing better. Obviously, it all stems from the run game. If they're going to run on teams like this, then that gives them play action that allows them to do so much. Ever since the Miami game, I mean, they've looked a lot better than what they were. Uh, the Patriots, on the other hand, just lost Julian Edelman now for a Saw few that. weeks. Yep, surgery. What What are they going to do on offense? I mean, they they haven't they put up ten, twelve points on the Broncos, with the Chiefs put up forty three on, and the yeah. Broncos have been giving up a good amount of points right now. I'm a little worried about the whole team itself. I know they're trying to get rid of or Stephon Gilmore is kind of being in the trade waters. I mean, right that's now. their biggest. Biggest chess piece probably so there as I'm, far as I'm, moves if, go. If Gilmore goes, I think the Patriots might be kind of saying, "Hey, we're in rebuild mode now," um, which is crazy to say when they were it's two and zero. It's crazy to so, say, yeah, because it seemed like they had found lightning in a bottle with Cam off the you know the scrap heap, mm-hmm. say to so to speak. Um, but he has not looked good the last couple weeks, and uh, man, that offensively, um, who do they have to throw the football to? I mean, it's. I don't even know their Katie or Harry. Yeah. I mean, who hasn't lived up to any <laughs> exactly. sort of what he people thought he'd be? So yeah, they're in trouble. Big trouble, I think. I do too. The first snow game of the year: the Chiefs and the Broncos. Chiefs won that one handedly, forty-three to six. Like I had predicted, the Chiefs steamrolled the Broncos. You thought it'd be close. Now, to be fair, when I watched this game. Lots of turnovers for Denver. They actually were moving the ball. They actually were doing some good things. But when you turn the ball over against a Chiefs team like that, forget about it. You're going to get pounded. And that's what happened in that one. Well, subtract the 14 points that they had a defensive touchdown and a special teams touchdown. Add that to the Broncos. It's 29-23. to Therefore, it's a close game. Um, but 43-16, Chiefs found a way. They steamrolled them. They steamrolled them. Credit to them. Looking like possibly the best team in the AFC. Yeah, and I think they are. I, I mean, it's hard to argue against yes. that. I mean, maybe you put the Steelers in there, but mm-hmm. I mean, the Chiefs, you know, are right there with it. Um, my favorite football game of, game the, of whole, the year so far, whole weekend, has to be this Cardinals Seahawks game. We both said the Cardinals, the Cardinals in this one. Um, how about DK Metcalf? Did you see what he did? DK Metcalf ran down Buda yes. Baker, who took picked the ball off near the end zone. DK started, what, 15 yards back Mm -hmm. and literally caught him at, like, the 15 and tackled him at the 10 or something. It was insane. I've never seen anything like that. 23 miles per hour I mean, oh, that was an insane show of speed and athleticism. For a guy that size, uh, that's scary. Yeah. Now, that's the, the crazy part is that was his only highlight of the game. DK did nothing to catch Whoa. the football in that game. He did game. have a touchdown that got called back. But, yes, but he yes. really did disappeared offensively. That was his highlight. It was unreal, but and it saved actually seven points there because, remember, Arizona went for it on fourth down, did not get mm-hmm. any points then. Um, but DK did not show up uh, catching the football this week. Arizona comes back and wins the game. Kyler Murray, man. I love this Arizona team. Outduels Russell Wilson in that one. I, I really love this Arizona team. I think the combination between Kyler Murray and D Hop is and cool. he had and a Christian good, Kirk good game. Um, uh, D Hop had a good game. The, the passing game there is great, and the veteran Larry Fitzgerald exactly. who just does everything, everything right. Did you see when he ran the um, 
or maybe that wasn't this week, but it was one of these weeks earlier in the year. He took the ball, ran it, and placed it down. And then they spiked the ball with enough time to kick a field goal. Yeah, he's just so smart. And he makes everybody around him better because he leads by example. He's been around. He does mm-hmm. everything the right way. Therefore, they follow him. And I mean, think about what a mentor he is for young Kyler Murray. Oh, my gosh. Even for DeAndre Hopkins. Oh, even for DeAndre. I mean, I mean yeah. The I whole, mean, the whole Larry team. Fitzgerald is a Hall of Famer. Yes. Oh, for I sure. I mean, he's ridiculous. Even without Kenyon Drake now, I think Chase Edmonds is probably I think he was I think he was the running back one the whole season it's so funny because we've now you talked about that I think now this is our third straight week of you saying Kenyon Drake and Chase Edmonds you love those guys man I I love (laughs) well I like Kenyon Drake um but now I think Chase Edmonds is going to win over the running back one spot because he's going to be out for a few weeks um Kenyon Drake yeah he's out for he had a high ankle sprain I think he's going on IR sure um but <laughs> I, I love the Cardinals' offense. I could talk about it for days. Um, but we'll move on from that one and talk about them more when we preview their the game. Monday night football game had the L.A. Rams and the Chicago Bears. Hey, guess what? Finally, our third week in a row of saying Chicago's not really this good, are they? Um, the, the Rams are able to, to kind of uh, control most of that game and win 24-10. Um, Whoever they have at quarterback still hasn't looked great. I mean, whether it's Trubisky or Foles, um, their offense is stagnant. They just yeah. it just hasn't looked that great. I mean, really, it's their defense that have kind of kept them in games and helped them win the last couple games before this. But the Rams, I was really impressed with their creativity on offense, and that's literally the reason they won mm-hmm. that game. Is they were creative. They kept the the Bears defense off balance and dictated the tempo, and the Rams won the game as a result. The Bears' offense only had three points. There was a, that, that touchdown was a defensive touchdown for them. I mean, three points is, in an NFL game is Not bad. good. Not good. And Not good. I'm a little worried about their offense. Their defense is in a good spot. I'm worried about their offense. And a big part of this is they can't run the football. Last oh, year they yeah. could. Mm-hmm. Last year they ran the football well. This year they cannot run the football. They are terrible. I there was so few positive running plays until very late in that mm-hmm. game for Chicago. It was uh, when you're a more one dimensional team, defenses tee off on you in this league, and that's not sustainable for success in Chicago. A lot of red flags there. Yeah, and they're five and two right now, which is again a, I think a very yeah. overrated record. Yes. However, they are five and two. And they play the Titans, the Vikings, and the Saints in the upcoming weeks. They could be five and we could be looking at a five and five team in three weeks. And when they were five and one in the one seed in the NFC, who's going to say, "Oh, they're going to be five and five in four weeks"? And that's, I mean, I'm not realistic. shocked. I'm realistic. not shocked by that. Happen. I'm not shocked by that though, because yeah. I do think they were very inflated mm-hmm. with their record compared to their talent uh, that they had. So, Ethan, you went nine and four this week. But a very respectable 37 and 17 mm-hmm. overall. That's a great record overall. Um, somehow I hit a lot of uh, picks this week. I was 11 and 2. Um, 40 and 14 overall. That's impressive. Man, I'll give it to I you. can't. I, wow. Okay. Well, now it comes down to looking at this week coming up, including the game tonight. Because we're recording on a Thursday this time. Yeah, hey, we, there we go. We're, to, we're here. To include this one. Uh, Falcons at Panthers. Uh, the line is Panthers by two and a half. Um, what are you thinking there? I think it's going to be a high-scoring game. Um, 
I love the Panthers. I like the Panthers in this one as well. I'm going to go Panthers cover by a touchdown, um, especially in Carolina. I think Teddy Bridgewater's done a really good role uh, filling in now for a quarterback that they had a lot of question marks around last year. Robbie Anderson, probably one of the best free agent ads by any team so far. DJ Moore, who has picked up his productivity in the last few weeks. And Mike Davis, who's kind of been a little bit eh in the last few weeks. But I think the Panthers do win this one. What do you think? So I'm conflicted. Um, I'm really conflicted because the Falcons really lost a game they probably should have won, mm-hmm. right? Uh, I think a lot of people would agree. The Falcons have done more to piss away wins this year than anybody else. They should have beat the Cowboys. They should have beat the Lions there. Whew. This game, I think, is going to be super tight. I really think this I'm, I'm really honestly this could be a coin flip yep. game for me. I'm going to – you know what? I'm Because you picked the Panthers – who I really like because I just think they, um, I don't know, for whatever reason, they just fight every down and, and uh, they have, have improved so much yeah. under Matt Rule. Um, Bridgewater makes good decisions. I'm going to take Atlanta, though. Um, I mm. think they're just angry that they lost another game that they should have won. I just um, I like the weapons that they have on offense. Their defense is starting to play better. Um Give me Atlanta. Close one. Close close one. Like field goal, like end of the game situation. I think it's close. I'm going to go Atlanta. This one's going to be high scoring. So if you have any of these fantasy players, get them in your lineup. Okay. (laughs) On to what might be the best game of of the week, Steelers at Ravens. You have now picked against the Steelers two consecutive weeks. It has not worked out for you. What Where are you at? Steelers at Ravens. What do you got? Well, because last week we uh, <laughs> or, um, the Bears we picked against now yeah. three weeks in a row and they Correct. finally lost. I'm going Ravens. You're going Ravens. I have. Uh, it's 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 a tough choice for me. I like the Ravens. I like the Steelers. They're giving me a lot more. Um, I love them a lot more than what I did two weeks ago. I'll give you that. And but in Baltimore, yeah, I I go Ravens because the Ravens can play a full game. The Titans struggled in that first quarter, and that allowed the Steelers to get into that or get a big lead. And ever since that first quarter in that Titans game, it was Titans almost the whole way. And I think the Ravens, they're going to be able to play a good first quarter. They're going to jump out to an early lead. They're going to maintain that lead. Close game. I'm going Ravens by a field goal, if not two points. Um, but the, I, I got the Ravens. Are the Steelers the only undefeated team left in the NFL right now? They are. This is why I will also go Baltimore because I just don't think they're going to win every game, right? Mm-hmm. I think this is the this is their loss. Okay, so I'm gonna. I'm a little surprised. I'm a little surprised you're picking Baltimore. I know, this one. I know, because I've been talking them up. Yep. But here's how this works: like the Steelers' defense is clearly a good defense. Lamar Jackson's very, very mobile. So he, I don't like the Steelers' defense really does well. I think especially when there's more drop-back passers that are sitting in the pocket, you know, T.J. Watt getting a pass rush, affecting the throw. Uh, the Ravens like to run the football. They like to use Lamar in that capacity. Um, the only thing that gives me concern with the Ravens' offense is the Chiefs, when they played the Ravens, was able to get a lot of pressure on Lamar and affect him throwing the football. He was off. Um, they really weren't able to run as well. Even Lamar wasn't able to really escape and make big 
plays uh, with his legs so I could see the Steelers really putting you know the same type of pressure that the Chiefs did earlier and pulling this one off but I, I just think you know like you mentioned with the Titans really kind of getting going offensively against the Steelers defense and maybe the Ravens kind of have some things planned for that um, I'm, I'm going to pick Baltimore in this one too I mean I think it's going to be a super close game, super tight game. I think it's a field goal type thing, just like the Falcons-Panthers. But I'm actually going to go Baltimore as well. Yep. Rams at the Dolphins. Rams favored by four in that one. What are you thinking? Um, so, L.A., um, you know, was able to do a nice job against Chicago. I do think Chicago's defense is very good. Um, so... LA's ability to be creative and put 24 up on them was I think a pretty big deal you never know what you're going to get with Jared Goff I think he's super inconsistent but the problem for me is I don't know what I'm getting with Tua here I just don't we've not seen him this is going to be this is going to be a really interesting game for me I'm actually really excited to see what Tua can do Mm -hmm. but he's unproven we don't know Um, I really want to go Dolphins here like I really want to go Dolphins here. I'll go I, Dolphins if you go Dolphins. Um, oh, I really want to pick them too. I really want to pick Dolphins because I actually think Tua's going to do well. I'll say this: I'm going Dolphins. I'm going to go Rams. Oh, I almost got you. I know. You, I you want to pick I'm, them too. I want to pick the Dolphins. And actually, I think this is where you get a game on me. I. I want to pick Dolphins, but because you did, I'm going to go Rams and say they figure out a way to win. But I I do think Tua's going to have a nice game. I think he's going to do well. I think, like Justin Herbert uh, getting the, the nod finally in, in L.A. with the Chargers, I think that, I think Tua's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't believe I'm doing this, but I'm gonna, I'll am gonna i take the Rams. I, I, I'm dumb. Like, remember how I yep. should go with my gut – Stupid, but I'm gonna go Rams. I'm I just, little, I just don't know if I can trust the Dolphins. I'm a little, I'm a little surprised you didn't go. I know, I know, one, I know, I know. Because we've both been kind of high on the Dolphins. We both picked them. To we beat both the 49ers. picked them. Beat the Niners. We've, we've, yeah, yeah we're, we're kind of Dolphins yeah. guys, yeah. and, and I, I don't know why, but yeah. yeah, I'll go, I'll go Rams. Jets at Chiefs. I got Chiefs by thirty. Yeah, game, game over. We don't need to yeah. talk about that. Yeah. Chiefs, Chiefs win big. Uh, Jets are done. Vikings at Packers. Packers favored six and a half in that one. One and six Vikings come to town. I got to go Packers. I just think that the Vikings just, um, they're kind of waving the white flag mm-hmm. a bit. I mean, like, obviously the players that are playing for the Vikings are going to play hard and they're going to give maximum effort. Delvin Cook's back, right? I think yes, Delvin yeah, Cook's going to yeah, be back yeah. in that one. So the Vikings offense will be better. Uh, it will be better. Um, I just think the Packers are looking really good right now now with playing in Houston some of these defenders that kind of stepped up uh Jackson mm-hmm. uh you know a dra- early draft pick for the Packers a couple years ago hadn't really been able to do much stepped up in Kevin King's place the last couple weeks and played well um Packers over Vikings I'm gonna take them. I'm going Packers as well I think the Vikings are a little bit of an interesting team they hang around but then they lose games they Kind of like what we saw with Seattle. They manhandled Seattle in that first half, but they couldn't hang on. I got Packers. 
I'm saying close game. I do too. I really I'm, think I'm it's going, gonna be close. I'm going Packers by a field goal. I'll go Packers by a touchdown, like um, late, late kind of thing. I as mean. a Packers fan, I'm a little worried about this game. It's I'm always tra- worried about yes. division games. It's a trap game for um, sure. But for sure. I, I mean, they're at home. Um, I mean, there's no fans, so there's not really an advantage to home anymore. Um, Aaron Jones should be back though too. Did not practice today. Oh. That's and he did not practice yesterday. Okay, well. Um, okay. But Jamal Williams feeling great for him. Yeah, so Jamal I'm, Williams I'm not, is good. I'm not, I'm not worried about the run game there. Okay. And, um, Packers just a, are really using their tight ends a lot yes, this year. Just too. a little bit of a side note here. The Packers are interested in getting Will Fuller. I like that move. Um, here's what happens every year. We get all hyped up about the Packers <laughs> making a move at the trade deadline. And they never do. It never do. But that's not to say that they haven't inquired and offered. Mm-hmm. They tried to get Emmanuel Sanders. Sanders last year, he chose not to go to Green Bay. He chose to go to San Francisco. I'm guessing that both teams offered the same thing, and the uh, um, um, 49ers. 49ers left it up. Well, um, who, who, where, where, did he, where was he? Denver. Denver. Denver, Denver yeah. I think, gave him the opportunity yeah. to pick, yeah. and he chose San Fran. So I do think the Packers are making offers, whether or not they're getting, you know, Obviously, they haven't, right? But I think they're making offers. Um, I'd love them to see uh, actually J.J. Watt, but I don't think that's going to happen. I don't know. Hey, we'll that see. would be, we'll to see. me, would be the move. That would be the best Wisconsin-like trade ever. I don't know if you saw J.J.'s um, press conference after the game. He did not see me. He was Ooh. angry. Yeah. He was angry, and it was actually kind of funny to yeah. watch. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right, moving on. We got Colts at Lions here. This is going to be an interesting game. Lions just pulled off a, a late, you know, big win against Atlanta. Um, you know, getting to five hundred now. The Colts have been kind of an inconsistent up and down team. I actually think Philip Rivers is is you know mm-hmm. not the quarterback they were hoping for per se uh, in Indy. But um, I don't know. What do you think? What happens here at Detroit? Colts by three. Is the line? This is a tough one. I, I a tough one this is me. this is my Rams Dolphins like your gut decision. Okay, yeah, this yeah. is my okay. game that I'm torn between a okay. pick. Um, I can't go. I don't know if I can go against the Colts. Okay, I like Jonathan Taylor. Yep. The Lions give up a lot of run yards, um, and for that reason, I, I got I got to go Colts. Colts are coming off a bye. They are. Uh, so it's some time to prepare some dudes. You know who I've been the most disappointed with this year? T.Y. Hilton. Oh, T.Y. Hilton he's done has done absolutely nothing, and I don't understand um, why the Colts haven't schemed more and things to get T.Y. involved. T.Y.'s a good player. Mm-hmm. He's been a good player for a long time in this league, and that's been a little odd to me. I do think Colts coming off um, off the bye, I do like that too. I think their defense is is pretty decent. Um, I think it's close. I think it's like, a, again, I'm going to say another field goal type game. I mean, the Lions have been in every game basically this year too. Lions have made a game out of every game they played. I'll go Colts in this one mostly because I want the Colts to win this one and not the Lions. Raiders at Browns. Cleveland's favored two and a half in that one. Your Cleveland Browns. My Cleveland Browns. I'm picking Cleveland. I am too, actually. I The Raiders are too inconsistent. Um, I think that... The OG, OBJ uh, injury actually is maybe a blessing in disguise. It's weird to say that because he's a super talented and good. But it just, I don't think Mayfield will force as many throws. I think he was trying to force some things here and there just 
to get OBJ involved. Um, Browns by, I don't know, a touchdown. Yeah, I, I think it's. I, yeah, you think it's that's fair. Yeah. Since we've started this podcast, I don't think I've yet to pick against the Browns. <laughs> how's, how's that working out for you? Uh, hey, no, only one loss on there. They've okay. only lost once. Um, but yeah, they've lost once. I thought they've lost twice. I don't think they lost uh, since we've started. Oh, since we yeah, started. Since yeah, we yeah, started. Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, because yeah, yeah, they lost two. their first game. Yeah. Bad. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Got you. All right. Titans. Bengals. Yep. Titans. I love Derrick Henry, and he's going to run all over him. Yeah. I think the Bengals might keep it close, but I, I, I got it. I'm going I Titans. still I, – I would say Joey Burrow goes for like 350 in this one <laughs> and three touchdowns. Yeah, I got him on my – I picked him up on the way to the uh, But Titans win are, ultimately yeah. because they're more balanced offensively and defensively. Yep. Uh, well, I love the Bengals offense like I've said yes, earlier. Yes, absolutely. I think it's – High scoring again. I do, Titans have I been in some high scoring games yeah, this year. They have. Their um, defense has given up tons of points, actually. Especially this one being at Cincy. I, I wouldn't honestly be surprised if Cincy pulls off an I upset. actually wouldn't either. Um, but I, I'm going Titans here. I will too. I will too. The Patriots at the Bills. I do not like this matchup. Three yeah. weeks ago, this would have been, this oh my God, been, yeah, right. move to Sunday Night oh, Football. The offenses for both teams. You Low scoring here. I, I'm going to go to the Bills. Just coming off of some bad games for the Patriots. The Bills haven't played much or played that well either. But they've also played the, they also played the Chiefs, which on any given week. Yeah, but they could have lost to the Jets. But they did it. They won. Yeah, that's I, what the NFL is about. I, I, they win. True. They win. They get. So what do you? What do you? What happens here? I, I I'm going Bills by a touch, by a touchdown, but low scoring, one of those seventeen to tens, fourteen to threes, fourteen to tens kind of games. You know, um, I gotta go Bills. What are you thinking? I, um, Belichick in a corner, Cam in a corner. Um, I really want to pick the Patriots here. Um, take a take a leap of faith. That's what yeah, I've been doing the last few weeks. Yeah, I really want to pick the <laughs> Patriots here, but I'm going to pick the Bills oh. because I I can't. Uh, just the Patriots have looked so bad. Um, Thirty three to six. Ew! They got crushed by the Niners. I I just and the Bills have not been playing good. But I'm in the battle of teams struggling right now. I'm going to go with the Bills. Chargers at Broncos, the first game of the afternoon here. Give me the Chargers and, and Joey Herbert. Uh, not Joey Herbert. What Justin Herbert. Justin <laughs> Herbert. Joey Burrow Herbert. Yeah, what? Yeah. Uh, give me Herbert and, and the Chargers over the Broncos. I'm going Herbert and the Chargers as well. Um, Offense has looked good recently, and I think they're kind of taking a step that nobody really thought they were going to be taking earlier in the year. Moving into the second uh, afternoon game, the battle for the AFC West's possible 2-3, 1-2, who knows? You never, in the NFC West, you don't know. Uh, the Seahawks and the 49ers, Seahawks favored by three in that one. What are your thoughts there? So I'm going to do this before you have a chance to. I don't know what you're going to pick in this, but I'm going to go Niners. Ooh, yep, I'm upset going, alert. I'm going Niners. Um, here's the thing. The Seahawks keep getting exposed defensively, and it finally caught up with them against Arizona finally caught up with them against Arizona. Um, Chris Carson, I believe, is going to be out for the Seahawks. He got hurt. Um, I think that um, 
I just think the Niners are starting to roll. I know they're down to like their eighth string running back, but they just always find guys to, to tote the rock and get like 200 yards in a, in a game. Um, I think the Niners defense is playing much better despite losing a bunch of players. I'm going to go with Niners in an upset. I think it's pretty close. Um, go Niners in an upset, though. I've got the Seahawks at Seattle coming off of a loss with a team that runs the ball more and the Seahawks pass the ball more, especially with no Chris Carson now. I think the Seahawks are actually going to win bigger than what you think. Um, Niners control the ground, play action, beat up the Seahawks a little bit, win that game by you know field goal. Probably, and it's a lot low, more low scoring than mm-hmm. what Seattle Seattle wants to win in a yeah. shootout. And I think the Niners dictate the tempo, and it's like a 2017 Niners victory. I've got the Seahawks by 10. Um, okay, I'm gonna go wow. I'm I, like th- I like that we got some differences. I'm excited to see what happens. Here, um, I think it's going to be like a 30-20. to 20. I think DK Metcalf bounces back. Unfortunately, I'm playing him in fantasy this week. Um, but, yeah, no, I, I, I've got the Seahawks there. Moving into the last of the afternoon games, the Saints at the Bears. Saints favored by four in that one. The Saints could be without Michael Thomas and Emmanuel Sanders again. Who is, I mean, Drew Brees really has nobody but Jared Cook and Traquan Smith to throw the ball to. Although there's two other receivers that stepped up and had nice games last week for them that kind of came out of nowhere. I'm going to take the Saints in this one. I'm also going Saints. I don't think we've picked the Bears yet together. <laughs> <laughs> I am not a fan of this Bears team. I'm not either. I, I keep telling everybody the Bears are not a 5-2 and two caliber nope. team. The Bears could easily be under 500 right now. Easily. And they could be looking at a top 15 draft pick. Um, I still think that's a possibility by the end it's of the year. It's quite possible, yeah. I still think the Bears are an 8-8, eight 9-7 eight, type team, um, which I think is reasonable. Yep. Um, I think it would surprise a lot of people if they finished 11-5 and five or 10-6. and six. Um, But, no, I've got the Saints in this one. Saints are... Starting to, I think, find a little bit of a groove without Michael Thomas and some of those receivers. Drew Brees is looking a lot better than what he did in the earlier yep. of the year. Agreed. And Obviously, you got to tip your hat to Sean Payton uh, for what he's doing offensively to still get people involved without their top weapons uh, on the perimeter. Moving in to yeah. Sunday Night Football, the Cowboys and Ben DiNucci uh, <laughs> versus the Eagles. And You're Carson going Eagles, Wentz. right? I'm going Eagles. I'm going Eagles, too. I think this is the no-brainer of the week. Yeah. Like This, to me, is like, um, you know, the clear – well, one of the clear <laughs> – yeah. one of the clear no-brainers of the week. Give me the Eagles in a, in a beatdown. Like, I – I don't think the Cowboys keep it close. Mm, to I be agree. to be honest, to be quite honest with you, Eagles are front runners in that division now. I and I said this two weeks ago, yeah. and you were kind of like, I don't know. I really believed then, and I still believe, and it looks even more now that the Eagles will win this division. What about Washington? Do you think they can maybe sneak I up mean, there? I think they're going to be competitive, and they'll make a run at it. I think they're better than Dallas and New York, but um, I still think the Eagles win the division. Washington's in the conversation for sure. I'm not saying they're not, but I, give me Philly in the, in this. I think it's interesting to think about the fact that we could have a six and 10 team. Oh, without hosting question. a playoff game. Without question. And we saw something similar to that back when Seattle was seven and nine mm-hmm. 
and won a playoff game. Yeah. At seven and nine, uh, beast mode. Yeah. Marshawn Lynch had one of the greatest runs I've ever seen. Yeah. In that game, it doesn't matter. Whoever's coming out of the NFC East, in my opinion, is a first round exit. I would agree. Uh, as of right at, now. As of right now. Who knows? As of they, right who, now. Who knows when the Eagles maybe get some of their offensive weapons back? Oh my back? gosh, right? Alshon Jeffley has been trying to come back for a couple weeks and it keeps... Deshaun Jackson's uh, out a little bit for Yeah, him. no, a little bit longer, um, but yeah. Zach Ertz is out yep. once he comes they back. They just put him on IR yeah. for, you know, who knows, yeah. three, four weeks, who knows. Who knows? All right, Monday Nighter. Uh, wow, what a... What a great matchup yeah. for Monday Night Football. Oh, boy. Tampa Bay against ugh, the New York Giants. I'm going Buccaneers. I'm going Buccaneers, too, and uh, probably two touchdowns in this one ultimately by the end of it. I think New York sticks around for a little while, um, but I think ultimately the Buccaneers pull away. Since we've got a little bit of time here, I want to go over who do you think is going to be the offensive player of the week? Ooh. I didn't know this was coming. Uh, offensive player of the week. Um, I will go with, huh? Offensive player of the week. Um, give me. Uh, gosh, that's a tough one. I'll give you mine. I'm going Derrick Henry. I think. Oh, okay. I'm, I think Derrick Henry will be the offensive player of the week. Big. I'm, I think he's going to rush for 200 yards. I'm gonna. Go completely weird on this one. I think his name's Jermichael Hasty. Oh, from San Francisco, yes. He's going to explode and have like 195 yards and two touchdowns. <laughs> I, I sure hope so. I'm playing um, him in fantasy this week. <laughs> so um, I'm going to go like really weird, like only, only, only football nerds will know this guy's yeah, name yeah. before he breaks out and has this huge game. Uh, so I'll go, I'll go with uh, the... Fourth string running back now starting for your San Francisco 49ers. I have him in fantasy this week, so I really hope that that comes true because I need it. That would be pretty sweet, wouldn't it? Yeah. So thanks for listening to the No Huddle again this week. We will be back next week. We'll be reviewing all these games, seeing how we did, filling filling you in with some more news and everything that happens in that week. Trade deadline is November 3rd, so we will be covering that next week. Uh, Any big trades happening there. And we will be previewing the Week 9 games. Thank you again for listening, and we'll see you soon.